How is it going? Oh, you know, I'm just tired from two days ago because I, I guess that's what getting old does. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay. You know, I, I was wide awake yesterday, too. It was like, I don't know. I just, like, midday yesterday, it caught up with me, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm 30. <laughs> what did you do to make yourself suffer? I worked overtime. I, like, <laughs> it's, uh-huh. I, 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 I work, like, when I work overtime, I get off work at four in the morning. And I mm. guess because I had, so energy drinks don't normally do anything for me. I've been, like, trying to find one that actually, like, keeps me awake or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had, like, a Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel, the blue one, because the red one does nothing for me. The blue one does a little bit. So mm. that actually kept me up. And then, um, and it, it also just, like, made it so I couldn't really sleep in. So I got off work at four, and I woke up, like, at eight, wide but, awake. So, but. yeah. <laughs> and then at, at around, like, not noon, like... No, probably like noon. I I started getting really sleepy, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I I I just messed me up again. <laughs> so, well, that. I mean, that's that's advanced level fucking yourself up, right? Like that's <laughs> like having to work in the middle of the night. Mo- I feel like even when I was eighteen, that would have like messed with me some. <laughs> yeah, but like last night, I got off work at midnight, which is my normal time, and. Now I just, like, I just woke up an hour ago, which was, like, 11 here, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you're owed some sleep at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've read about, like, sleep debt, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I get it, but I also just, I used to be able to do so much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our bodies don't don't let us do, do keep running like we're eighteen for too long. <laughs> I felt super old and decrepit yesterday because I didn't do anything and my feet were swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is what my feet look like when I've like hiked around Disneyland normally. Like, what the hell is wrong with me?" And <laughs> I just I I wore my flip flops a little bit. And I took the dog outside, and I guess my body was like, oh, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> Just too much. So that was incredibly depressing. I'm not, I'm going to be a freaking mess whenever we're allowed to, like, be humans again. Right. <laughs> I have no endurance anymore whatsoever. <laughs> oh, did you see they're, uh, they're talking about opening up Disneyland and all the other California theme parks up April Oof, 1st. I April have Fools. feelings. <laughs> I have feelings. This is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I figured. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think that Disneyland's going to open um, because it, before that was announced, they already had the taste of Disney. Like just like two days before or something, they sold tickets for this, which is basically a food festival in California Adventure with none yeah. of the rides operating, right? It's just for food and atmosphere. Right. Um, and like that was, you know, the thing is Disney can't, it can't just open. Like you you have to train the people and like a lot of these right. people haven't been doing their job for a whole freaking year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, and like that's really important on the Disney model because customer service, it, at least customer service in the parks. Don't talk about customer service online because they're a piece of crap. But <laughs> in the parks, they care about this. So, um, and I think like because the the restriction is fifteen percent capacity April first, mm-hmm. um, and like there there's no way Disney can make a profit at fifteen percent. I think like. Most of the theme parks in California, I think in order for them to, like, cover costs and make a meager pro- profit, there, it has to be 50% capacity, 5-0. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe they would go ahead and do it to just, like, make it so that people who wanted to kind of wait and see have, like, a longer period of time where it's been open. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm pretty skeptical that they'll do it for Disneyland. I think they might fuck around with California Adventure more because nobody cares about that part. (laughs) (laughs) It's... I mean, it's a lot better than it used to be, right? Because when Eisner was the guy that like built the park, did it? He w- it was super fucking cheap because he fucked up Disneyland Paris so bad that the company was like, "We're broke, and we're still trying to build a theme park." And mm-hmm. so they did everything on the super cheap, and then it was miserable. And now it's better, but it's it's like it's still nothing compared to Disneyland. Like Disneyland's just so good, and California Adventure is like. You know, your second cousin twice removed that's very ugly but lives nearby. (laughs) (laughs) So I think they can experiment there, but I don't... Disneyland is their premium product there for sure. So, like, I just... I have a hard time imagining them kind of halvesy doing it. Yeah, Um, yeah. But I could see them, like... Because right now they, they have the Taste of Disney tickets through, like, April 17th or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not like every day of the week. It's like a couple days of the week that you could have gotten tickets for. They're all sold out now because everyone is fucking oh, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so they are, um, I, I could see them basically opening some of the rides during some of those Taste of Disney events. And then like maybe running basically the same thing, but with rides open after the 17th until you can really get those capacity numbers up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's so freaking weird because Disney world is opening and it's, it's in theory at 35% capacity, but like, I'm skeptical it's that low at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm just like looking at the crowds and stuff. It's hard to tell because right. The magic kingdom in Disney world is a lot more popular than the other parks. So of course it's, it looks more full, but you might still be at those capacity points, Mm -hmm. but it's just Disneyland such a different beast because because Disney World is really, really wide. They have, like, really wide paths. Everything is super spread out. and But, like, you'd think the same safety protocols that are working in Florida could be working in California. But at the same time, like, I don't trust Florida's data at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not not real like i don't really know what what the impact of disneyland or disney world being open has been on the pandemic in florida and it, it's really hard to say because florida just like kind of like texas just fucking opened everything and said i don't care at all mm-hmm. um and like they don't even have to be masking i think in florida right now D- at disney world you have to mask disney's like kept up the the safety precautions mm-hmm. but i don't I don't know. It's, it's just, like, how would you track? How would you track, like, how fucked up Disney World being open, like, how much that's contributed when everywhere else in Florida, like, doesn't doesn't give a damn about any of it? <laughs> right. I saw, um, I saw a job posting on LinkedIn for a security at Legoland, and I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, I'm not gonna be the one getting into a fight about masks. Like, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to get punched in the face for telling people to wear masks. So, <laughs> I'll stay where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a special cast member crew that does that in Disney World, and everyone, like, I, th- I think pretty much everyone hates it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're getting like harassed every single day for doing your job, and you know, like, there are lots of people, like, and, and some of them have been assaulted. Or some of these cast members have been assaulted. Like, one guy tried to draw a gun on them. Yep. And, like, it's bonkers. They regularly get, like, hit and spit at, which is great for COVID. Right. So, yeah, I know uh, not pay me enough money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I've been hanging out on, like, the security guard Reddit. And people, like, people have legit gotten shot for telling other people to wear masks. Like, it's crazy. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. Uh, it's bananas. It it shouldn't it shouldn't be like this. It should like it should just be like. Look, if you're gonna go into private property, you have to follow the rules of private property, whether you think they're right or wrong or stupid or good or bad. Like that's what you agree to when you go into private property. Right. Exactly. So suck it up and just fucking wear the mask. It's not that hard. I mean, we accept like a lot of bad mask wearing. Like you can basically half ass it and still be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just half asses. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to, um, quite uncharacteristically, we went to Dunkin' 
well, Dunkin', not Dunkin' Donuts, but our location hasn't changed their sign. So <laughs> our local version still is Dunkin' Donuts, despite the fact that they are now Dunkin'. Oh, okay. Um, I actually didn't know that. We just had a Dunkin' open up here. And I was like, oh, they're not done yet because they didn't put up the donuts <laughs> part. And then they, they opened and I was like, but it's not finished. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they tried to, because they're trying to be like Starbucks. So oh, they don't yeah, want you to think of them <laughs> like just donuts. But no, I, I, I feel like that's a bad move. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not real big on like the health craze stuff because I think it's like grounded in fat phobia and like some bullshit stuff. But like, mm -hmm. if you were famous because of your donuts, why don't you just, just Played keep going with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's good that you have coffee, but like, why would you abandon the thing that made you who you are? <laughs> right. It's like, um, shoot, there was some other train that did that. I can't remember. It was like a few years ago. Ah, mm. uh, it was like a burger place. No, no, it wasn't a burger place. It was, it was IHOP, and they tried to drop the pancakes part because they also serve burgers, and they didn't want to be the international house of pancakes because they also do burgers. I don't think that lasted very long. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that one was like a marketing ploy. Like yeah, I think they were trying to be IHOP. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were serious, but it looked stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, like, ended up pissing off a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, just, like, be who you are. Like, why, you know, find ways to accommodate the health things if if you want that part of the market. But, like, don't, don't abandon your roots. <laughs> I was actually, like, watching on YouTube um, yesterday this thing about Pez, you know, like, the candy. Mm-hmm. And like it was, it was started in Austria, and it was originally marketed as a health thing. Like it was supposed to, you know, you could eat one of these Pez candies instead of smoking a cigarette, mm -hmm. or if you smoked a cigarette, you could then eat one of the Pez candies, and it would like make you make your breath better. Or instead of like eating a sandwich and getting fat, you could eat uh, a Pez candy, and then you wouldn't. <laughs> it'd be easier to lose weight, which is some real bullshit. Um, right. <laughs> but like it had all of this like sexy marketing and like pinup girls that would like hand out the Pez candy as like part of this marketing thing in Europe. And like it took a long time before they were like, actually, let's do children and let's just sell children candy. Never mind the health stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a weird turn for them. But I mean, in the end, they didn't abandon the roots insofar as they didn't change their like product. It was the same like basic candy. Yeah, they just changed the marketing, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that. I feel like we should just we should just try to make donuts a health food. And then <laughs> and then Duncan wouldn't have to start changing its dang, dang name. Mm hmm. But we, we went there today because for some reason I wanted an iced coffee from them, which is I never have iced coffee from them, but I like, I don't really love iced coffee at Starbucks. It's kind of too bitter for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll drink it. And like, I, I have been known to go through phases where I drank a lot of it, but at the end of the day, I would prefer a milder iced coffee. So we went and got, I had to get like decaf because I don't like to have more than um, like 75 to 95 milligrams of caffeine and everything at Dunkin' is like super jacked up on caffeine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I did really carefully and I was like, okay, I can have like the mildest possible thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that, but the guy at the drive-thru was like, he he didn't he had a mask on but he was pulling the mask forward so it was like still technically covering his nose and mouth but it was like pulled forward so all of the air and everything was escaping from it and he like pulled it after doing that he then pulled it down to talk to me mm -hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> i was like sir i don't think you understand what a mask is <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, another lady at that same place, like, she had her mask down. She had a chin guard. It's just, 
stressful. I mean, it was fine. We were, we were barely there for two minutes, but you know what, when there's like these new strains that, you know, spread faster and are more malicious than the original strains. Like, I feel like at this point we should just know, like you just wear the mask, just put it on your face and leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Depressing. but yeah i don't know how are you feeling about pandemic stuff like are you i've seen i'm seeing a lot of people just be like well it's over let's go back to normal life yeah i don't think it's over but it's also like i can't believe it's been a year but also i totally believe it's been a year it's been such a long year (laughs) Uh, agreed yeah the, the you know the like the very first pandemic meme started coming up in my Facebook memories. That's <laughs> like, oh god, we're <laughs> <Yeah>. here now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's bonkers. It's bonkers to think it's been so long, and like, I don't know. In some ways, a lot of stuff has changed. In some ways, like nothing has changed at all. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, so I was. And I, I know I was talking to my therapist about how, like, how hard it's been to, like, juggle, like, homeschooling and work and, like, my, like, my schooling. And then he's like, oh, well, hopefully things get better when, you know, sh- when your daughter goes back to school. And, it, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, that was such a foreign concept to me. Like, I didn't even think about Catherine ever going back to school. <laughs> like, I was like, what, what is school? What do you mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, and then I don't know about you, but when I, um, I noticed lately when I've been watching, like, TV or whatever, like, sometimes I'll see people and I'll be like, oh, where's their masks? And I'm just like, wait, this is, this is a TV show from, like, years ago. Like, what? (laughs) No, those things, like, give me anxiety. I'm like, look at that crowd of people. Get out of there. Get out of there. (laughs) Oh, God. You're like, this is from the 80s. They they can be a crowd of people. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no, like I've been, I've been starting to kind of try to like figure out, like, okay, let's say we're wrapping it up, right? Like, I mean, Biden said that you know by May we're all going to be vaccinated if we want to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, May, that seems too fast. Let's slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing events being being um advertised for like April and like May and but mm. in November. Like I see a lot for April and I see a lot for November. It's like people aren't really sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I like I I feel like I feel like this is a really awkward part of the pandemic where it's super difficult to reason through like what makes sense and like how to plan. Yeah. Because, like, when it was all just nice and tidy, like, stay home, just do your thing, it was pretty easy to be like, okay, I just need to figure out what home is like. Um, But, you know, my partner is supposed to go back into the office. He doesn't have, like, a set time. Um, his, his boss is trying to kind of bully people into going back, but that's been his agenda the whole time. Right. Um, it's pretty easy to crush, so we don't need to worry too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be a point, like when I'm vaccinated and he's vaccinated, it starts to make more sense for him to go back. But like, I've never even been in this house by myself for longer than a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a dog now, so, like, I guess I'm not going to be fully by myself, but, like, it's just so hard to imagine. And, like, I, you know, I've, I'm going to graduate in, in May, right? So, I I mean, <laughs> theoretically, we, theoretically. Still, we still have a couple loose ends to tie up. But, like, I've done, I've done my degree program, which means, like, I'm going to be really lacking any formal structure to exist in. Hey, that's more time to work on empowerment through thought, though. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's good that I already have something that like is in the pipes that can kind of be the center stage, but you know, I'm, I'm used to really kind of aggressively organizing myself and creating structure when there isn't structure because graduate school doesn't have, I mean, the later stages of graduate school really doesn't have very much structure, Mm -hmm. but you know, there was still kind of an identity there. There was still like I'm part of the grad student community and, you know, we were all facing kind of similar, like, what the hell do you do when your teacher's not asking you for anything, but you suddenly have to like write a book. (laughs) (laughs) But like, 
I don't, I'm really bad at identifying with like entrepreneurial people or coaches because they are all kind of, I don't know, they're like too driven by money or they're too like happy and like, we're going to solve all your problems. <laughs> I'm like, both those feel weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of cynical, but I want to help people too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be super fucking weird when things get more normal. Like I, I can barely, I mean, it feels weird to call it normal, right? Normal right now is like being at home. You know, the most exciting thing we do is decide which drive through we're going to go to tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. My, are you, uh, what are you thinking you're going to send Catherine back? Cause I know like you, you had specific I- reasons you wanted to homeschool. Yeah, I I asked her and she was like, she likes homeschooling. So I think I want to keep doing it at least until the end of this school year. And then we'll see how we both feel in the fall if she wants to go back. Um, But I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm on the fence about it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, like overall, I know like definitely if it, it, because I know uh, they're they're talking about uh, opening back up in april i'm not gonna send her in april it's especially since it's what like the last two months of the school year that 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 feels kind of pointless so yeah yeah Yeah, i feel like that's that doesn't make a lot of sense maybe if you were like in their curriculum already and like doing the things but i mean i i transferred schools um when i was in third grade and it wasn't in the middle of the term even but just like switching curriculums kind of from one school to the next I had like a bunch of makeup work to do and stuff because they had slightly organized like when you did cursive differently and like yeah (laughs) a couple random things that I then had to do kind of on my own and like it that was in the end that was kind of bullshit because I switched schools again because we moved because like I passed the the um the gate test Mm -hmm. mm-hmm So, which is like a gifted, it's, it's bullshit, it's just total bullshit. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like our, our whole friend group was like gate kids. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what it ended up doing, right? And like all the seminar kids, which was like, you you did better on the test than the gate kids. Like they were all, <laughs> they were like in a clan. Right. Like kind of cult. But <laughs> the rest of us, Sally was the only bridge figure, right? She was, she was in seminar. Um, yeah. She, she hung out with us. She didn't quite fit in with the seminar kids. Um, but she fit in a little bit better with, with us. I mean, we were just a mixed matched group of <laughs> random people that didn't really fit in at all. And then it's hard to <laughs> not fit in with a group of people who don't fit in. <laughs> yeah. So I know that I passed the gate test and I didn't really understand why I wasn't in gate until a few years ago. And I dug up like these, um, papers from like the, the speech pathologist and like the school psychologist and whatever. And, and because I was a selective mute and I didn't really talk, um, they didn't feel comfortable with putting me in the program. I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like I would have appreciated more selective mute college. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those kids thought they were so smart. And so they just like talking for the sake of talking. So <laughs> I feel like you would have brought a lot to the program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But in any event, that like when I passed the gate test, the school I was going to didn't have a gate program. So I had to switch. Um, I went from Alcott to Cadman. And then like the next, I think my, I might have switched mid-year when we moved to um, Scripps or well, Mira Mesa. I lived in Mira Mesa, but like I was on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's how I ended up at Hage, where, which, which was fine. It was fine. They were they were all adequate. I would have died though if my parents had tried to homeschool because <laughs> I mean they were toxic as it turns out. So that would have been bad for those reasons. But like my parents were pretty like hands off in general. Yeah. Um, and like they were very you know like my dad was all super screwed up and trying to learn math and stuff. And he, he to, like new math and then he switched back to regular math like partway through his education. Um, like as it is, I don't do like division and stuff the way normal people do. (laughs) Like, you still do do it? Do you still do it that way? Yeah, I do some. Like, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know what the normal thing is, but like, 
And like the way I calculate like percentages, like I've, I've sat there with a math teacher and like showed them what I was doing. And they're like, well, I guess you can do that. <laughs> if it works, it works, right? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like there was a couple of concepts I could not understand from my teacher. So my dad taught me and then I like, I don't know. I'm kind of like a mutant. Yeah. I don't know. Dad was just, he was a weirdo about math. And then I became a weirdo about certain parts of math, like certain things I could do. Although now I probably couldn't do any of it. Like I could do calculus at one time. And if you show me the symbol for a derivative, I, I will recognize it as a symbol for the derivative. And that's it. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you do with it. <laughs> I just know in theory, derivative is a math thing. And that symbol means do that math thing. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not, I'm not much for math anyways. I feel like this would be my stumbling block trying to homeschool my kids. Like I just, I don't, I'm really good at the things that I do. And then there's like a whole set of things that I understand I'm pretty bad at. And like, I don't want to get better at. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. For, for homeschooling, I know that I can do elementary school and maybe middle school, but once she gets to high school, she, she's got to go. <laughs> she gets, gets... Yeah. No, I feel like that's a good, that's a good system. One of my friends who comes from like a big Christian family, she, she's the oldest and her mom was like really ambitious with her and was like, she, she homeschooled her the whole time, but all of the other kids like basically got dropped into the public school system. She was getting tired, (laughs) like (laughs) didn't want to deal with it anymore. And like high school stuff is, is hard. Like you need to actually know stuff to do high school stuff like easily where, you know, a lot of the stuff I think in elementary, certainly in elementary school is probably like, maybe you don't remember it, but you can get caught up without too much trouble. Right. Yeah. Um, middle school, I think is, it, it depends. It depends on the subject. I feel like for middle school. Yeah. And socially I feel like middle school is so important like that's when you really I mean uh, at least that's when I had friends I didn't have friends in elementary school but but um yeah I feel like middle school and definitely high school is really important socially and I know that like the argument I know for homeschooling as like for like social things is that like you're supposed to like you know you're not supposed to just keep your kid at home you're supposed to get involved with groups and you know do like extracurricular stuff but Mm-hmm. I feel like it's still not the same as having that that environment um, in in uh, like being in like a public school. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like because so many people go through public school to me, like one of the reasons that everyone should do it some like maybe not all of it, but do it a bit. It's just because like it's part of our popular culture. Mm-hmm. right it's it's something like we all share or most of us share so like you need to do it enough to kind of be able to follow when people are talking about stuff that happens in public schools but i'm not sure that like i'm a like i'm socially or like any particular way better off because i did it for my whole you know education mm-hmm. my parents would have been bad at it so like i'm glad <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> like, like, like i like homeschooling but i don't think it's for everyone i don't think i because i know that there are some homeschooling parents i see in my groups that are like oh everybody should homeschool i'm like no no my parents should not have homeschooled me and that's like and that's not because like my parents don't know things it's because my parents didn't really speak english like to say i feel like to say everybody should homeschool is like borderline like i don't know classist and racist like yeah yeah i don't know yeah i think that's right i mean it's also like you have to be a certain kind of socioeconomic place in order for it to really start to make sense Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have to work two jobs and, you know, you're you've got like erratic hours the way a lot of service jobs are operate, like mm-hmm. I don't know if you could consistently show up for your kids the way you'd need to for homeschooling and those people shouldn't be made to feel worse because they don't homeschool. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that that's a choice, you know, like that's an option for people. I'm glad we don't force people into the public schools. Um but I, I do, like, I'm inclined to think you need to do public school, at least some, just yeah. so you kind of know what it's like, because it's, it's part of being American. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people because I go to a Catholic school, right? So, you know, a lot of my, 
a lot of the students I work with and some of my colleagues, even in grad school, like they didn't do it. And like, they're getting their PhDs, like they're plenty smart. There's, you know, they, they just tend to not be as aware of some like pop culture things. And, you know, there's some trade-offs, but it's like, they're not weirdos or something like it. It's totally fine. <laughs> they're often quite nice. And they usually like work harder in my experience than, I mean, maybe this is just like me and my friend, like her and I are kind of similar people, but like, she's really got committed to this Protestant work ethic and she works super fucking hard all the time. And I try to work as little as possible and get like the most bang for my buck for the work <laughs> I do. And like, I, I definitely just learned that from school. Like when I started AP classes, I was just like her. I was like, all right, we're going to go really hard and we're going to do all the things. We're going to read everything. And then like, I pretty quickly realized you didn't need to do that for the test. And then that just like got even worse when it came to my college education. Right. So I went to the university of Arizona, which is a big public school. And like, Classes were boring for me if I did the readings. Like, <laughs> it was literally a worse experience if I did the homework. So I just stopped doing the homework. <laughs> so uh, that did catch up with me in graduate school. Like I'm actually pretty bad at reading. I'm, I'm much better now because we had um, oral exams, which required you to read very carefully. And I now know how to read philosophy at least, but... I was at a severe disadvantage when I started graduate school because my undergraduate taught me like reading is for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to catch up a little, but you know, that's, that's public school. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it's because like, I'm very, I'm very like, um, what's the right word? I'm very like practical in that I, I work as much as the thing I'm trying to achieve requires and not an ounce more. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I feel like I might have a different attitude if I had been in homeschool because like my partner has, he didn't go to homeschool, but he went to a like fancy pants private school in New York that like didn't have grades and was very hippy dippy and like a bunch of people in his family have gone to the school and like it's a whole, it's a, such a classist, like elitist thing that makes me sick, but <laughs> He had like a totally different idea about how to do school and stuff because of it. Like he was very much like, let's try to learn things. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, We're trying to pass a test here. Okay. That's all we're trying to do. <laughs> maybe we learn, maybe we don't. So like when he tries to do things like now as an adult outside of school, you know, he's like, oh, I want to learn about this. And I want to learn about that. And like, let's go into Wikipedia. And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> you have one task to do, sir. You need to fill out this form. You do not need to learn about the history of form making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, yeah, you I mean, that, that's kind of how how I teach Catherine is more uh, like it's more about learning than trying to pass a test. Like for English and math, we like we focus on standards and like, you know, passing tests and mm -hmm. all that. But but for everything else, there's for elementary school, there's no um, there's no standards for like uh, science and art and all the other stuff. So we're mm -hmm. kind of more like free there. But mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, in English and it, it like. Ugh. They don't call it English, they call it language arts. But yeah, like language arts and math for her, it's it's, it's more rigid. But. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a place in the world for both approaches. I think my education devalued the uh, let's learn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think me as a human being, I like learning. So I just, that's just like a completely separate activity for me. Right? Like, <laughs> I learned because I enjoy learning and that's like a, now I would probably call it like a personal development kind of space. Mm -hmm. um, when I have a task to do, I'm always just like, what's the least I can do to get the thing done? <laughs> I mean, in some ways that's, that's how I can, you know, like I overcome some perfectionist tendencies that can come up and so, cause I'm just like, no, if I put out the YouTube video and it's just barely watchable, that's enough. <laughs> Bar is low, people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
my partner is better at solving certain problems because he has that, that view. Um, but I, I mean, I think the thing that he suffers from is like, it's, it's easy when you don't have the kind of eye on the prize mentality, you, you can kind of lose track of what you were trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely some kind of middle ground there. And I feel like for empowerment through thought and some of my, you know, the more business stuff I'm doing, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to learn that balance because there's kind of there there's such huge expanses of things I don't understand right now that I could go learn a lot about, but I also have to be tied to these concerns about revenue generation and like advancing my actual project and not just, you know, getting myself another degree in something that's not going to help me do the thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. We tried some um so my right, my partner got a DSLR for Valentine's Day, and um, we tried shooting with it for the first time because I got some box lights, mm -hmm. uh, which are like, um, it's a light bulb in a reflective box with a cover. So it, try, it tries to like make it look more like natural light. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about it. It's really difficult to wear glasses and like do lighting. I don't know how it's supposed to work. Um, do you, do you mean like you get a glare on your uh, on your glasses? Yeah, you can see the lights reflected in my glasses. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's one of those things where it's like, it's not the lighting, it's your glasses. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm trying to make my rainbow glasses like part of my signature. So like oh. it's, not, it's not negotiable. I mean, I guess I could be absurd and like get contacts and then take the lenses out of my <laughs> But we're not ready for that level of ridiculous. So we were like messing around with it and he was helping me shoot it some. And it was just like, I could really feel the difference between him and me in terms of getting the thing good enough. Like I was like, oh, you know, cause I, I write my script and then I tape the section of the script I'm going to, to talk about onto the tripod for the camera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, oh, I had like a weird pause, you know, at the end of that one. Cause I kind of, it's, it's hard for me to read it. I'm not sure I should do this. Like, I kind of think maybe I should do more of an outline form rather than like a long form thing that I'm reading. But in any event, I had a weird pause and I was like, I, I paused carefully so that I know in, um, Adobe premiere, I could edit it out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, but like your face is going to move. It's going to look like stiff. Do you want to reshoot it? And I was like, hell no, I don't want to reshoot yeah. it. <laughs> fucking good enough like <laughs> I, I i noticed that in videos all the time where people paused and then restarted and actually makes me feel good because i'm like oh okay other people also make mistakes <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of my one of my clips um i like couldn't say the word person as <laughs> like papa person person prison what? Like you said that word so many times. What? <laughs> so, but I'm all about like one take and that's enough. Like so long as the technology, you know, the microphone was on, like the things were basically working. And one time we like looked at the review of it and we were like, oh, the, the lights kind of back. So I move my head a lot. So like the issue isn't just that you can see the light of my glasses that when I'm like moving my head, it's like bouncing around. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, like we'll reshoot that one because the light's kind of egregious. And when I looked at it at the computer, <laughs> the first one we did was better than the one where we tried to fix it. <laughs> so uh, one take at a time and who fucking cares? <laughs> so I'm thinking two different things. One, is there maybe a tool you could find in Premiere that takes the glare off your glasses? And two, you... Zenny has a uh, anti-reflective coating for their glasses. I don't know if you already have it, but that might yes, help. Yes, I don't. I don't on these because I didn't think I would like the rainbow glasses like as much as I do. <laughs> and and now you really do, and it's part of your signature look. <laughs> yeah. So that Zenny happens. should sponsor us, dude. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> But, like, I feel like I should go back and order these so that... Because I, I got um, some clear... It's not clear. It's kind of white, transparent. They're trendy right now. I got some other ones that I thought would be, like, my signature look. Like, I, I thought I'd really like them because they're big and they're a good shape for my face. 
And then, I mean, I wore them and they were fine, but they kind of exaggerated the fact that I have sunken eyes. Huh. So, like, it just, you could see my eyes, but, like, maybe that's a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's better to frame my eyes more aggressively so that you don't notice that, you know, I I just have really, I carry fat in my face, of course, because I'm a fat person. And, like, you combine that with the fact that my my eyes are naturally sunken because I, my, my mother is a Sephardic Jew, right? So like, like Egypty, like that kind of mm-hmm. part of the Jewish world. So like, we got some Mediterranean skin tones, and we got the the deep set eyes. And like, I don't fucking want to figure out makeup or like other possible solutions. <laughs> so um, I really am jamming on these, but I got the super cheap lenses, which I have, I have terrible eyes. So I have like really thick lenses, and they kind of fit in the frame, not like great. So I, I cheaped out on getting the you know, the, the polycarbonate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I didn't get any, uh, I just didn't get any of the fancy stuff. So I'm thinking like, maybe I need to go back to Zenny and like, since I want these to be a part of my existence, I should like upgrade them. So it has all of the bells and whistles. And then I can have these as my backup so that I can always, um, I mean, not always, obviously my eyes will change at some point, but my eyes have been pretty stable the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to kind of get away with just using the same prescription without like, I, I'm really sensitive to when my eyesight gets worse. Like I, I was really paranoid about it when I was a kid because both my parents wore glasses and I, and like dad got put into remedial classes when he was young because his eyesight was so bad and he didn't understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I was like super alert. And like in fourth grade, when I started to need glasses, like, you know, I was the one to tell my parents, I was like, this exact thing is happening. I cannot see the leaves on the trees anymore. We need to fix it right now. <laughs> so, but like, I'm no longer that stressed about it, but it, that kind of trained me to be like, okay, look at the tree. If you can't, if you can't, cause I'm, I'm primarily nearsighted. So it's, it's my distance vision that sucks the worst. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty aware when it starts to change. My poor partner has like a bunch of drama with his with his eyesight because he has a lazy eye that's it's really, really mild. So you mm-hmm. don't really notice it until he's super tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he because of that, his eyes are so they're just sensitive and they change just much more often than than mine. So he always has to go. But he has good insurance. So good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here with Zenny with a three-year-old prescription and we good. We're working with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't gone to like the optometrist in a while and Zenny had like my prescription saved. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Just, just, just go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one works. <laughs> yeah. I So I've gotten like, I don't know if I've gotten the anti-reflective, but I've gotten like the anti-scratch coating and like... I don't notice a difference, so I don't get it anymore. And I don't, like, usually when I order glasses now, I get the most basic thing. Mostly because I like the novelty of paying $6.99 for a pair of glasses. Yes, that's the first (laughs) thing I say about these glasses. I'm like, it was super (laughs) cheap on the internet. Uh, but I mean, I can't, I can't get it that cheap. The frame for these, right, is something like that. The rainbow glasses are so cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because my eyes are so bad, I already have to pay a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just, I think I'm like negative three and negative two or something. Um, so they got to bring out the, the, the thick boys <laughs> to get my stuff done. Um, but well, I'm a negative three in one eye and negative 3.5 in the other. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. We're almost twins. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> we're twins in our dysfunction. So if like we are, we're ever together, you have a pair of the rainbow glasses, right? We could like right. swap them. <laughs> That would not like break our brains completely. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like a, I feel like probably a smaller face than yours though. So I I constantly have to order like kid size glasses. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. My problem is I, regular glasses look like kid size glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to order like, I have to ask for kid size everything. It's like the worst. When I go to the dentist, I ask for, um, the like the kids the kid size sensors for the mouth because I mm. like if if they're not if they're not like um shoot 
I don't know if any dentists still use bite wings, but if they're not using bite wings, I like that it's a sensor, and I'm like, uh, mm. do you have kid size? <laughs> but, yeah. 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 I mean, similar problem being a fat person, right? Like, but we need sizes that they probably don't have. <laughs> <So> <laughs> extra awkward when you're like, yeah, I'd like the the one made for a my sized human, and they're like, there are no humans your size. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that was my, um, I had that problem with my, so like the university health services, which is where I can go to the doctor for free. Um, my doctor was like super worried about my blood pressure because like the past couple of times I'd come in and it looked high. And of course there's an assumption I'm fat. So I must, I must have high blood pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. so she was going to mess with my birth control because birth control can increase your blood pressure. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means she was going to make it more likely that I would have a baby. Like, she was going to go for the lower dose hormone pill. And, like, there's a reason Louise wants full strength. Okay. Oh, God. I'm not around with that. (laughs) So, she, um, you know, we we did this thing and, like, she wanted me to take my blood pressure again because I kept kept coming in and it kept being like this. So, she was like, okay, we're going to take it at the beginning of your session. We'll do our session and then you'll take it again at the end. And if we get, if any of those are lower, like we won't worry about it. And like, finally, you know, it kept being high and, you know, last minute the lady's like, wait, she's fat. And then they sent in the nurse that normally helps athletes who usually have, you know, at least some of them have big arms because they're muscly. And she knew how to use the hand uh, version of blood pressure. So like the simpler machine on my mm-hmm. forearm instead of focusing on my big fat upper arm. And mm-hmm. my blood pressure was fucking fine. <laughs> like, so ridiculous. And it's it's all because they didn't, they, they only have like a, a large size cuff that goes uh-huh. around your arm. And like, mm-hmm. I would need the extra large cuff. Gotcha. And, like, there are no extra large cuffs on the Notre Dame campus. Like, there's none in the facility. So the only way I can get an accurate blood pressure reading is if I can find the nurse that deals with the big-armed athletes and have her use the machine upside down and backwards on my forearm (laughs) so that they can get an accurate reading. So I didn't get my medicine messed up, but, like, that was some raw bullshit and, like, straight-up medical fat phobia. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, but I mean, I, I am like a lot of fat folks where I just don't do the doctor because I don't, I don't want to deal with their fat phobic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I'm very privileged in that my body is, is basically holding out at least for now. So I can get away with that. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see how it goes, right? With the pandemic, I've been you know, I used to be the kind of person that could go for a 10 mile hike through Disneyland once a month, like no problem, right? Like I would normally walk three or four miles a day just doing campus stuff because we have a big campus. And <laughs> then I would, we would have these like longer days in the parks. And that was just like normal routine. Not to, I didn't go to Disneyland every time, but we would travel once a month. And usually there, there was, there were walking intensive destinations. Mm-hmm. And like, I haven't done that in a year. <laughs> like, walking around the block seems kind of like a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can hold out for, you know, I might be visiting the doctor and just be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why my feet swell and we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's like how, um, I know, like, my first few days as a security guard, I was telling you guys, I was like, I don't, like, my legs hurt really bad, and I don't know if I could do this. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's just because I haven't walked anywhere <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, it's going to be a transition, I think. But I just, I just hope that it's not a really rough transition, you know? Like, I want to be able to walk through stores and stuff. I'm kind of worried because michael's which is like big craft store right like Mm -hmm. they got sold to this like conglomerate thing which is usually a sign that those people are just going to milk it for all the value that's left in it and leave it to die Mm -hmm. 
So I feel I'm worried that Michaels might die. <laughs> and like one of the things I miss in the pandemic was like walking through craft stores. And we have Hobby Lobby here and we have Joanne's. Uh, um, Hobby Lobby's so cringy though. Like whenever I walk through there, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's like extra, extra in your face, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Jesus. I mean, I'm a little bit desensitized because I live in a land where people are happy to shove Jesus in your face. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I just don't tend to like the the stock of Hobby Lobby when it comes to paper crafting. Like they they always have the same things, and like I, I liked it for a while at the beginning, but now I like own the stuff that I would want from them, and I I try not to shop at them because of their politics. Like by default. Yeah. So I I tend not to do them, but they're king out here. They're they're running hard. We do have Joann's, um, but the Joann's are smaller locations. And I like Joann's stock more, but it's kind of, it suffers from some of the same problems of just repetition. And mm -hmm. they, they have a hard time like keeping stuff on the shelves out here because there aren't that many places that do the kind of paper crafting stuff I like. And um, you know, my, my area kind of serves as a big shopping area for the region, not just for like my town. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people are going through there, especially like the Amish, uh, <laughs> they're, they're big on crafting. So. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> that's a problem for the Joannes, but Michael's, I don't know. I always just felt more comfortable in Michael's. Like that's what I got used to in California and they were really good about, you know, shifting their stock. So they're like seasonal stuff was always pretty good. And it would usually include at least some paper craft kind of things. Mm -hmm. But looks like that's gone to hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have, I don't know, like when, when the last time you were in Mira Mesa was, but we have a Hobby Lobby here that opened up uh, where the Toys R Us used to be, which is directly across from where a Michaels is now and I'm like I don't understand <laughs> like, whose idea this was but <laughs> I'm yeah. fight it out <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I didn't know that there was a Hobby Lobby in Mira Mesa yeah yeah Toys R Us died so they stuck a Hobby Lobby in there <laughs> yeah I mean part of Hobby Lobby's business model is that they don't they don't ever build like purpose build they always like move into other shit that's been abandoned mm -hmm. so that makes sense um we, I mean, our Joann's is in the same shopping plaza as um, Hobby Lobby, but Hobby Lobby is like a way bigger building, like huge, you know, sign. The, the Joann's is kind of just like quiet in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then our Michaels is right by Ross, which, I mean, those are like two main stores from my, from my life back in right. California. <laughs> same. <laughs> But I haven't been going into them. I think maybe we've gone to Michael's like once or twice in the pandemic when I was like really desperate to go into a store. And, you know, we went in that like super off times and like we tried to stay distanced. But in the end, it was just too stressful to sustain. Um, I can't trust myself with walking into a Michael's without buying half the store. So I have to do like a <laughs> online order and then like pick up. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a good budget. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be real sad if they die. Um, and like, I don't know. I feel like a bunch of companies and shit are like, I mean, Disney's definitely doing this. Oh my God. In Disney World. Okay. We're going to rant about this. In Disney World. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> they are, there's a new nighttime show, right? And this show is. It's, it's replacing an old beloved show in the middle of the lake in Epcot. And it had like, it had this globe in it, but it was kind of hard to see because the, the lake is just so big at Epcot. So like it was, everyone loved the show, but it was hard to see some of the things that were going on in the show because of the scale. So Disney for Disney World's 50th anniversary was like, okay, we're going to have like a new show and it's going to be great. And they, they're going to, like, have these boats out in the middle of the lake that do various, like, LED screen kind of stuff. <laughs> they are so fucking ugly. They're the ugliest shit. 
Disney <laughs> has ever put in the middle of one of their lakes. And it's giant. They have like this big circle that looks like a stargate. Like it's definitely a portal to another world. <laughs> but it's like what? six stories tall. It is fucking giant. And originally um, we were going to have this big circle thing that's six stories tall, right? Giant. And then there are these like kind of taco shell shaped additional barges. So they the, the taco shells are basically LED screens. And the Stargate is going to have like a screen of water that comes down and then they're going to project stuff onto the water like they do at Fantasmic in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And originally they were going to put the ship backstage. So it was just these boats were going to come out when it was time for the show. But they fucking cheaped out because of the <laughs> pandemic or not because of the pandemic because they are Disney is still profiting substantially, even though their theme parks overall are taking a hit because Disneyland's fucking closed. But like Disney is making money, okay? They oh, yeah, decided but... <laughs> not to build the backstage area. They mm -hmm. were like, no, you know what? Those boats can just like sit in the middle of the lake. And it is the ugliest fucking shit ever. It's like broken World Showcase, which is the part of Epcot that it's in. Cause like there used to be like, it was really beautiful. You could like look out over the water and you could see like the American pavilion. You could see the ja Japan pavilion. You could see like all this beautiful stuff. And now there's fucking taco shells and a six foot stargate, six story <laughs> stargate in the middle of the damn lake. And it's all like fucking off center. Like, because, <laughs> because of some stupid shit with like how the pipes and like the mechanics work. It's like you can't see it centered no matter like where you are around the lake. It's like a little bit off, which is just even worse. That's just like salt in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> But I brought up that rant because <laughs> the point I wanted to make is like, I feel like a bunch of businesses and stuff are just kind of like using the pandemic as an excuse to do a bunch of cuts and stuff that they wanted to do anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that just kind of pisses me off. Like there are businesses that have died actually because of the pandemic and mm -hmm. like, that sucks. We shouldn't be like, well, I decided I wanted to be cheap. And like now everyone says it's okay to be cheap because of the pandemic. So here we go. Like cheapness all around. Mm -hmm. <sighs> <laughs> so freaking gross. But I'm hoping that enough fans will be pissed that Disney has to build the thing backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can just force them to do the thing because like their solution right now is they're going to make the barges like shoot water so they look like a water fountain like feature mm -hmm. but like no amount of water is going to fix the things they fucked up <laughs> <laughs> i think my favorite thing about social media is that consumers can now bully like <laughs> bully billion yeah. dollar corporations into giving them <laughs> giving them what we want <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I feel like I feel like Disney's going to have to do it. Like, it's so bad. It breaks all of the sight lines, which the current uh, leadership at Disney doesn't really fucking care about sight lines, which is such a fucking mistake, because that's one of the things that makes Disney different than Universal and the other theme parks is like Disney creates an environment that's carefully constructed. So you don't see bullshit that doesn't belong in an area that's created to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And like. If you just look in Epcot, there's like, there's a new um, Guardians of the Galaxy coaster that's like the show building is just a giant box. There's no theming to it. And they just painted it blue to match the sky. <laughs> like that was their solution. We're going to paint it blue. And then Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which is like a new ride in the France Pavilion. They just painted that building green. And I was like, come on. There's like these giant boxes now on the horizon that are like obviously like kind of more utility stuff and it just fucking breaks everything and it's offensive and I'm mad about it. <laughs> so that, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I like it. I like your, I like your Disney rants. <laughs> I have many of them. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think our, time is about up do you have any last words <laughs> <laughs> um you should not go to disneyland when it opens okay don't do that <laughs> planning on it <laughs> yeah give it some time give it some time <laughs>
so what's her thing um if you have any <laughs> questions or comments sailor and philosopher at gmail.com yeah thanks for listening to this week's episode we release a new podcast episode every week and be sure to check us out on social media louise is at empowerment through thoughts on uh, instagram and on facebook and you can find beta at to go ashore thanks mm-hmm.